Hey guys, my name is Joy Joshua, or some people might know me as JJ, and you're tuned into the LU4G podcast. So we thank God that you're actually here, and I just pray that you'll be blessed as you listen to this. Um, so if you don't know what the LU4G stands for, it is the Living Undeniably for God podcast. And I think I think there's there's a difference between living for God and living undeniably for God. Like so many prophets in the Bible, like Jeremiah, Daniel, um, Abraham, so many people lived undeniably for God and I feel like that's what that's my main aim in life as a Christian I just want to live undeniably for God so that is why it's called LU4G podcast because obviously it's going to be quite a mouthful if you say oh living undeniably for God but yeah it's called the LU4G podcast and in this episode this is just an intro about myself and my journey with Christ so far and what you can expect to hear and see so we're going to get in to my journey with Christ and how I actually came to Christ properly because yeah do you know what yeah let me just get into it from the beginning so beginning primary school I've always known God I've come from a very strong faith background so my dad is a pastor and my mum is a very very strong woman of God who has a lot of charities she owns a lot of charities so you know you can already tell (laughs) that I'm from a very strong faith background um so in primary school I went to a Christian school I did get bullied there. <laughs> so yeah, not really Christian matter, but you know, it is what it is. People always be people. Um, then I went to secondary school in the countryside and my I, I, I went to boarding school. So I actually lived with these people um, and it, there was a lot that went on. It was a predominantly white school. So there was a lot of micro um, racism. It just wasn't, I was just open to a lot of mental health problems as well. So during secondary school, it was a very, very pivotal moment in my life where I kind of learned a lot about myself that I, that I didn't know already. And yeah, it was just a lot. So during secondary school, I denied Christ. <laughs> I know it sounds mad, but I denied Christ. So I can give you an instance. So when I moved in, my parents packed a Bible. Yes, my parents are one of those people that anoint the whole room. They packed a Bible for me. They said, you must make sure that you're in your Bible and you're in the Word. And I denied Christ when I got there. So I remember moving into boarding school and I remember my flatmate saying, why have you got a Bible? And I was like, in the, but the way this person said it, it was very, very patronizing. And I just knew that this person was a very strong atheist. And for once, I thought, no, I'm going to try and fit in. Because in primary school, the main reason why I I got bullied here and there is because I'd say I didn't quite fit in and I didn't really know myself. So I thought, you know what? When I get to secondary school, I am changing my identity. You think I'm going to get clocked? I'm not getting clocked. (laughs) It's not like university where, like, um, you can change who you want. People can clock key from ends. I'm moving to countryside for five years. So I was not getting clocked. So I thought, you know what, let me just change who I am and try and fit in for once. So when she asked me, why have you got a Bible? I said, oh, I can't lie, I don't know why it's there. I think my parents I think my parents are just like crazy about faith and stuff. Like they're very strong Christians, so it's just there. Like I brushed it and I just denied Christ for a very, very long time just to fit in and just to be a people pleaser and seek validation from other people, which is something I didn't realise until I started to get to grow in Christ and I was like wow like I really denied knowing God which is really really bad but you know we've grown <laughs> we've grown from that so um during my time in secondary school I was also open to a lot of mental health problems that I didn't know 
even existed because I went to primary school, to the predominantly black school in London, and I didn't know about anxiety. I didn't know about depression. I didn't know about people having suicidal thoughts. I didn't know about any of that. So I went to secondary school, and I remember seeing a, this girl saying that, seeing this girl um, overdosing on pills, and I remember people taking her out. I think it was one of the teachers that obviously lived within our dormitory house. She took her out, and the ambulance was there, and I remember people saying, oh my gosh, like, she's, she tried to commit suicide, this, this, that, like, it's actually proper scary. And that's when I deeped, I was like, raw, like, depression is actually real. Suicidal thoughts are actually real. And I, I kind of wanted to self-diagnose myself, but at the same time, I was like, do you know what, yeah, I don't want to speak that upon myself. Because I would kind of realise that from time to time, I'd be sad for no reason. I'd be very anxious, because obviously I wasn't happy with myself. That's why I tried to change my identity and seek validation from other people, which obviously didn't work out for me. Um, as you can tell, because there's no point of trying to, you know, please other people. Changing yourself is just, I'm not even talking about secondary school, just don't change yourself to fit in. That's just, it's not cute, do you know what I mean? It's not the vibe, so we're not gonna do that. So then I changed my environment again to um, a sixth form in London. So I went to school for primary school in London, which I was, I was very in tune and I was quite happy to be in London. Very in tune with my culture, very proud to be black, very proud to be Christian as well. Then I went to sixth form, sorry, went to secondary school, my bad. Changed who I was to fit in, um, fit in with people that obviously weren't similar to me, just so that I wouldn't get bullied and stuff like that. So then I went to sixth form again and obviously my main aim there was not to get bullied because <laughs> I've been bullied for how long, how many years? So I said, you know what, yeah, not, it's not happening again. No way. So I then changed again, but when I tried to change who I was, I had to kind of tap into the culture I once lost once I was in um, secondary school because obviously I wasn't in tune with, you know, being around black people, being around London culture, being around taking care of my parents as well, because I went to a predominantly white school. No white boy was looking for me. No white person was checking for me. I was just me. And obviously, I feel like at a young age, you're kind of just thinking, oh, do you know what? I want to impress this person, this person. But really and truly, you should be taking care of yourself because your body is a temple of God. You should be taking care of yourself, point blank, period. And I feel like I just didn't do that. So when I went to sixth form, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let me actually try with my parents. Let me try fit in. Let me just try and be myself. And I feel like in sixth form, I I was myself a bit, but at the same time, I just felt like I was just getting, I was just behind, so behind with so much like culture, appearance-wise. I was doing up kinky twists up, up until what? Year eight or year nine. So that kind of, that should have really told you I was behind. <laughs> I was behind with culture, with my appearance and what was popping at the time. So yeah, when I went to sixth form, I, I I'd say I was in tune a bit, but it was still kind of behind. So um, when I went to sixth form, I also realised that I kind of hated myself because obviously trying to change who you are, can it can do a lot to your mental health. So that was when I was like, you know what, I, I, I deep that I really did hate myself. Obviously, once you hate yourself, you don't really see the purpose. I also didn't know my purpose in life as well. That was That's another major thing. Me hating myself and me not knowing the purpose of my life, that was when suicidal thoughts really started to kick in. But I would say in university, that's when everything went downhill. So as I was saying, I don't really like to self-diagnose myself, but I was kind of aware 
that you know maybe i might be a bit depressed but who am i to self-diagnose but in university that was when i did get diagnosed with depression i was taking antidepressants at the time and i also was going through therapy um therapy did help but at the same time it's very easy to slip back in to depression because you're so comfortable being the being so depressed because that's all i kind of knew for a while so i was very very comfortable being depressed and um when I did therapy, it managed it. And also, I want to talk about how some Christians think that therapy shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing therapy. But I think I kind of see it as, oh, um, God gave wisdom to this, God gave wisdom to this doctor to help you manage your broken knee. So why can't you go to therapy to kind of manage your well-being? Like, that's how I see it anyway. So if you're thinking, oh, like, I'm depressed, but I'm a Christian, is therapy really for me? Yes, yes, it is. But also stay in the word and God will be the one to pull you out. And I can say that for a fact. God will be the one to pull you out because he gives you long lasting joy. There's happiness. I feel like happiness is very temporary, but joy is what you call long lasting. So, yeah, I'd say stay in your word, but also go to therapy as well if you think you need it. So in university, that is what I did. I was depressed. Um, I did take antidepressants to help manage my depression as well as anxiety as well. But I'd say depression was the most, was a major mental health problem that I went through. Um, I did attempt to commit suicide as well, which is overdosing antidepressant pills. You know, we thank God that we're out of that, that loophole. It was, I think it was end of cycle for me. It was just, you know what, yeah, I'm just comfortable in the, being depressed. Like I, I don't really know anything else. I want to take my antidepressant pills. And I'd say with the antidepressant pills, they really made me feel numb. I wouldn't say they made me feel of any, they didn't make me feel happy. They just made me feel numb. So then again, I wasn't feeling anything. I was just quite emotionless. So I'd say that's when I kind of called it and said, enough is enough. And you know what? I just want to feel happy for once. I want to feel happy for once. And that was when I started to get closer to God. I was like, you know what? Let me try this God thing again. Let me actually try this God thing again. So I started reading my Bible, being on the word, praying more. And I say people around me helped me. <laughs> my boyfriend's here, but people around me helped me. My boyfriend helped me. Um, I don't know why, because I don't, I haven't told any, I didn't tell my family, I didn't tell my friends, but I told my boyfriend and he helped me a lot. So we thank God for his life. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's here, that's why I'm looking at him like, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'd just say that, you know, have people around you as well. Please, please, please tell people. I know another thing with me, and my depression was that I felt like no one cared and that's not true. God cares, your family doesn't care. And if that's not the situation with your family, then there's, I'm sure there's at least one person that cares. Someone will be affected if you leave this earth. And one thing, <laughs> one thing as well that, <laughs> one thing as well that really stuck with me is God, can, God is the only one that can take life because you can give life and take life. Like who are you to take life? God is giving you a purpose to fulfill. And that's another thing as well. Like I said, it goes back to me not knowing my purpose and who I was. And I, that's why I had those suicidal thoughts. That's when the devil really thought, you know what? Let me come to still kill and destroy this girl. Let me come now. But you know what? I got out of that. So we thank God I'm no longer a slave to sin. I have victory over that. And I had faith, just as small as a mustard seed. It says that in, in the book of Matthew. Just have a small faith as small as a mustard seed. And that's what I had. And God pulled me out of that. Um. So yeah, I'd say I was getting closer to God. And then I went to an event um, called RY Trentside. 
in Nottingham because I do study in Nottingham. So I went to an event called RY, I think, sorry, it's a, um, a fellowship called RY Trentside and I went to one of their events. Um, I'd say that was when everything really left me. That's when everything really left me. Like I said, I was getting closer to God. So yeah, like I remember when, I think this is how a normal church service is going it. Like I'd say the, like someone, the person preaching would come and say, oh, if you feel like you've been sad for no reason, please come to the front. Because obviously they're hearing that from God. They're hearing there's a lot of people in the crowd that may feel that way. So I'm never the person to go to the altar. Can't lie, I'm never the person. I'm like, I can receive my blessings from over here. I'm not to go into the altar. I just thought it was kind of embarrassing, but please, it's not. Um, so something was just, the Holy Spirit was just talking to me, telling me, go to the altar, go to the altar. So I went to the altar. They prayed for me. And bro, <laughs> they cried that I cried. Jesus, I shouted, Jesus, what a life. Bro, the cry that I cried, it's like when you get beats, it's like when you get beats from your parents. But it's like, I was wailing. I don't think I, even, I, don't think I was crying. I was I was really wailing. Like, I was proper like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was when everything kind of left me. So we thank God for the people. Oh, I tried inside. Um, that, that event really did help me, helped me overcome my depression for, it finalized everything leaving my body so yeah that's been my journey in christ so far um i'd say i've i really really got joy when i got closer to god i was filled with peace and joy and yeah my mental health problems they you know what yeah they they try, they try to come kick it. i'll be so transparent because this is what this podcast is about i'm gonna be vulnerable and transparent with you guys Bro, I'm not gonna lie and say that I don't get suicidal thoughts here and there, but you just kind of have to cancel and say, I've got victory over you. I'm no longer a slave to sin, like I said before. I I've have won. You can't lose when you're with God. You can't lose when you're with God. So I say, you know what, yeah, I cancel out the devil. You're just feeding me lies because you're not you're not the creator. God created me. He knows I'm here for greatness. I'm destined for greatness. Every person is destined for greatness. And what really stuck with me is that. You know, the devil's only telling me this because he knows I've got something so great within me. I've got something so great within me that he just wants to still kill and destroy and tell me lies. Bro, God has destined me for greatness and I'm going to fulfill that purpose on earth. That's what I feel like really helps me overcome my suicidal thoughts that try to creep up here and there or my anxiety that tries to keep up, creep up here and there. It's not happening. It's not happening, boy. But yeah, that's been my journey with Christ so far. And what you can expect to hear from me and see from this podcast. I'm gonna be introducing the song of the month. So maybe in the intro, you might've heard the first song, but at the ending of this um, podcast, you'll hear the second song. And I also have a playlist linked. So please, please, please make sure you check um, LU4G podcast on Instagram, on YouTube and on Spotify. Spotify mainly, because that's where the playlist is gonna be. So yeah, please, please, please stay tuned. Uh, you can expect to see a lot of guests on here as well. Um, don't worry, you're gonna be blessed. Like I said, you'll be blessed, just tap in. Stay tuned. Don't block your blessings. You know, don't be that guy. Come, come and join me. Come and join me. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And it seems like, you know what it is? I always thought, oh, like, God's God's just staring it. Like, I know he loves me. Like, I know he loves me. But I'm telling you, God pulled me out of it. Like, he really, really pulled me out of it. And it's mad to, to think that it's me out of all people. Like, me out of all people. I know for a fact this testimony is mad to some people because... I put up a front on the outside, like, I put up a front, like, people did not think 
I know people that are listening to this would not think that I went through this, but that's why I, I would say check up on your people. And I think we're checking up on your people. I don't want it to be a thing of you check up on your people when, oh, you hear that so-and-so is dead. You hear that this celebrity is dead. That's when you start replacing quotes. No, don't be that guy. Go out and check up on them now. Check up on them now when you can. And I'd say that I didn't stop doing it until recently because I, I don't want to say, it's quite selfish to say, but I didn't do it till recently because like I was so overwhelmed with all my problems. I was like, you know what, yeah, I, I, I'm not even thinking of that. And so that's when my, my friends are saying, oh my gosh, Joy, you're such a bad replier. I'm thinking in my head, bro, you don't even know what I'm going through. I'm not on my phone, bro. I'm not on my phone. <laughs> I'm not on my phone. But yeah, I've started to get better with that. Um, so yeah, man, if you're seeing this, I love you, friends. But yeah, man, um, that's what you can expect to hear. I'm gonna double check on my notes app quickly. Um, yeah, I'm also gonna be talking about things that get talked about and don't get talked about. The hot topic I've seen so far on Christian TikTok is that, um, what's it called? Gyro by Mav City, innit? That song. And you know when they, um, what's it called? Oh, they add like a caption, like say, oh, um, when that brother in Christ asked to watch the Prince of Egypt film, after um, you've done your Bible study session. I think that's so innocent. And you know what's mad? People have now stitched it and said, oh, how can you be lusting over people like this as a Christian? Bro, Christians can have fun, you know? That is such an innocent trend. And also another thing, sorry, one more thing I'd like to add. I saw on TikTok that there was a Christian club and people were saying, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Like, oh my God, like, why would you be at a Christian club, bro? If you think about the origin of drill, Christian drill, drill, people are talking about chefings and stabbings, but we've made it into something that's so good that you can now vibe, in, vibe with. Like people are talking about how God is good. I think I think T Supreme does, is it T Supreme? He does, does he do Christian drill? Does he? Yeah, T Supreme's a very good artist that does Christian drill. There's a lot of um, drill Christian artists, I'd say. Christian drill artists, or drill artists, drill, the genre, sorry, let's say Christian drill. That's good, that you can vibe with. So yeah, when I saw that, I was like, bro, when you go to the club, I'd say not everyone there is gonna be thinking, oh, I'm lusting over this Christian girl. Or that's, bro, at the end of the day, it's like vibing in church. It's like praise and worship in church. So I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. But yeah, man, stay tuned into this All You For You podcast. If you have any questions, please DM my Instagram page or DM my personal page, I don't mind, or email me if you want it to be you know, if you don't want your name to be there, then email me. Um, but yeah, man, please stay blessed. Yours truly, Joy Joshua. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs>